Good evening. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's been a long time since I've done a live. My name is Sabrice, um, founder of the Amateur Football Podcast. And um, again, I'm really, really, really excited to actually delve into this particular subject. And you know what? We'll be kind of talking a lot more about other stuff that's actually happening. But you know what? Let me stop talking and let me introduce Tanya to the show. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Thank you so much to Bryce for bringing me onto the show. I genuinely appreciate the opportunity to just share my thoughts with you all, really. Cool, cool. So let's start, yeah, like from the beginning, could you kind of tell the audience out there who you are and uh, what you do? So my name is Tanya. I am 24 years old and I am a football content creator. I also am a host and I'm literally just trying to show and capture just, you know, the amateur football side of things where teams don't really have enough spotlight. They don't really have much people showcasing them. And I kind of just want to show light and just spread some love in that area. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been talking about mental health, uh, men's mental health on this kind of platform for quite a bit. And, and it'd be very interesting to actually kind of get your insight as a as a woman in, in terms of um, what what like you know we can kind of take from yourselves and uh, and whatnot. And I'd say like the first question is how how can women best support emotionally uh, the well being of of men in their lives right now? No, 100%. I mean, mental health is is definitely such a a big topic where both men and women are both, you know, kind of going through it. I feel like in the day and age and the time we're in now with social media and everything, there's so much light on it. People are more willing to talk about it from the generations that I kind of know, my aunties and uncles, there's been so many people that kind of dismiss it. So it's so nice to hear that people are willing to talk about it, that people want to come forward, they want to receive help. Um, it, it is such a beautiful thing. And I feel like the best thing is, you know, how women can support um, men, you know, their emotional well-being in their lives is generally just taking the time to ask them how they're feeling. It's such a basic question, but it comes down to it because I know, you know, men have so much going on in their lives. They have such thick um, exterior where they just have to have that brave face. They have to kind of get through everything and, you know, just provide really. But I think just, you know, those simple questions and that time to actually just ask them how they're doing, you know, what's going on in their life, even if it's your partner, if, if it's a friend. I feel like when you find someone that who's genuinely trying to understand you, somehow you just want to open up and actually tell them oh do you know what this is what's actually going on and this is how I feel and even if it's just a conversation I feel like the conversation could actually just you know shed some light and you'd find you know an answer out of it or just some peace at least and I think that's very important you know for men because recently I have been speaking to a lot of you know men who do deal with mental health but just the fact that they are comfortable to even speak to their peers i feel like we are coming a lot a lot further in this day and age and and what ways do you think women can promote open communication about mental health and self-care care with men considering some some men may be facing you know challenging 
you know, situations regarding seeking help? No, 100%. I mean, like, we shouldn't feel it, but just, you know, the feel of maybe shame or just embarrassment, you know, it, that that is there. But I feel like when you create a comfortable space, you create a safe space you know you even lead by example and just show them that you know what there is a place there is somewhere that you can turn to there is someone that you can talk to there is a place that you can seek advice and help but just knowing that even if you don't want to do it then and there now that whenever you're comfortable and ready you have all these facilities like you have these options you have you know places that you can seek help and advice and I feel like just as a woman just showing them what's available and just having that patience that is that is a lot because sometimes you know you do have to ask a man at least more than once you know just so that they can actually understand and sink in the question of wait they actually want to know how I'm doing it's not just you know getting along with our nine to fives and just head down and everything it's just that genuine showing that there's a space safe place that they can talk that they can actually express their feelings and just somewhere that they can turn to I feel like that's very much important like for me my personal experience I have two family members that I've actually they have taken their lives to mental health um, through suicide and they they have seeked help they have tried everything but I do look up to them just in the sense of that they did go and try help they did go and see what they could get out there it's unfortunate that they didn't have enough help but I feel like if they had just that extra woman's touch, just a place that they could turn to. You know, I'm from a Sri Lankan culture where, you know, mental health is not somewhere that where we talk about, it's somewhere that people kind of dismiss very easily. So I just feel like when, you know, we go to our parents or we go to the elder women in our family that there should be a safe space to at least express ourselves, even if they don't understand fully, just so that we could even get it off our shoulders. I feel like men genuinely do need that because they they bear a lot of weight and um going going back to what you said i mean how, how did how did you cope um when you found out um um a couple of your family members had had actually taken their own lives i mean what, what was your coping me mechanism I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you when I first genuinely found out my family tried to dismiss it I'm not even going to deny it I had phone calls saying it didn't happen don't tell anyone it happened and for me that broke my heart because I knew what my family member went through I knew all the struggles I knew all the times that they had to you know go to therapy go make certain phone calls and do xyz and I just feel like just that hearing that my own family felt like that, just felt embarrassed over the fact that he couldn't handle it. It felt like they doubted him as a man and I didn't like that at all. I genuinely didn't like that because the thing is he did everything as a man to go and try and see and get help. He, he did everything that we didn't see behind the scenes and I feel like they dismissed that. They dismissed, you know, all the techniques and all the mechanisms and everything that he tried to do to actually try and be better yet that all the dismissal it, it genuinely when I look back it feels a bit like you know a bit of grief was caused because of it he didn't have anywhere that he could go home and talk to or have anyone to you know anywhere safe and that really broke my heart and as a woman I kind of didn't like that I didn't like that some of the females were very comfortable to dismiss that because you know at the end of the day I feel like 
even though the men lead the way in everything, a woman's call, a man does here, you know, if they do have a say yes or no, they do take on the judgment and, and they will listen. They might not do the same thing if we say yes to do it, but they will definitely listen. And I feel like that's important as a woman to put a good say out there, you know, put a good image, definitely try and help if, if even if that's possible. So that was one scenario that, that genuinely, till now I still, I'm, I'm surprised that that even tried to go down, but it was all clear. Everyone knows now exactly how he went, but it was just thought of it. It was, it was too much. And, and how are you coping with it? I mean, I know it's a, it's a wrong, wrong word. And again, like you don't have to dive. I mean, for me personally, I think just knowing how it was and just knowing that he genuinely tried to get help. He went to therapy. Um, the family member that I'm talking about, he he tried every method that there is possible um, to even just try and find that piece. He even had a great job um, as a marketing manager. So just being in such a high, high intense atmosphere and, and industry and also just, you know, being with a family and everything, he always provided, like he always showed me a brave face. I never even knew, you know, growing up, it only took me to a certain point in my life when I spent time with him in America. I was like, okay, like, this is kind of what you're going through. Like, why don't you talk more about it? But it's just like, in our society, it's just building, it's built in such a way where everyone has to just, you know, put their head down, get on with what we have to do. We just look after our immediate family and, and not actually think about our friends, our family, our distant cousins and everything. Like, it's just a, a bit sad how when we've moved to the Western world and everything, we've kind of forgot how big our family is, how we're meant to protect each other, how we're meant to, you know, care for each other. And I just feel like a lot of selfishness has come amongst it. And I feel like that has also contributed a bit towards mental health because, you know, people feel a bit shut out. They feel neglected. They feel like they're not heard. And especially as a man, you kind of, it, it just makes you angry. You you know, you just want to kick ball, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then again, thank you so much for like sharing. No, of course, but you know, just having stuff like football and stuff, ways that guys can go and actually let off a bit of steam, have a safe place to just kick about and just let loose a bit. I feel like that's so good. You know, my uncle he had um he had poetry to kind of turn to, so he had a way to kind of express himself. But having ways to express yourself, especially as a man, you know, not thinking about nine to five, not thinking about providing, putting a roof, just genuinely just doing something for yourself, for your health and your well-being, just taking that time, that 90 minutes. I feel like that's that's the best thing that any guy could do, just to have time with themselves and be a part of a team without, you know, feeling like they have to do so much. Wow. Um, yeah. In, uh, in like your opinion, um, what can women do to to I say encourage men to prioritize their physical and mental well-being? I mean, definitely for physical and mental well-being, it's it's definitely, I guess I'm trying not to repeat myself, but just leading by example and having somewhere to kind of turn to and, and talk to and just showing them that it's okay definitely does help, I feel like. You know, I'm, I work and I film with um, a organisation that works with 
Caridon, which is a charity that helps in Croydon, um, helping people find um, housing and everything. And they work with Palace for Life. And amongst that group, there are quite a lot of um, people that come together as a community who have um, mental health and they come together and they, they help each other. You know, they don't judge each other. It's a safe space that they can all come and play football. They can all train together and all excel and, you know, genuinely try and actually you know do better and from there they try and push each other so if there's anything else going on they try and encourage each other they try and bring you know their partners their families they try and do as much as they can to incorporate and groups like that I genuinely feel like when you can incorporate so many people involved you you feel like you're a part of something bigger and something better and I feel like you know even having just women a part of it and involved definitely shed some light and give some support to the guys that they know that they're doing the right thing they know that they have a lot of love and support on the sidelines and they they feel genuinely good about that and and me seeing it and me going there to film it just knowing oh did you get the goal did you get this and just seeing the joy in their faces that brings me so much joy because it's like this is the least I could do for them but for them it's it's amazing it's just the world so those small things I feel like you know however we can play our part as women or we can contribute I think that that definitely should be the least that we could do wow and um that's a that's a beautiful I say segue to to uh your your next project um, yeah you know I, I'd actually love for you to kind of talk about uh the show and and literally what are you looking to gain gain from the show and literally what is it that you want the audience to take away so yeah um the show that we have it is ccfs which is the croydon corner football show which is partnered with amateur football league and we are going to be talking about literally just getting to know you know the depths of all the teams that are amongst the amateur football league so from futsal to veterans league to women's football um sunday league just getting to know what it's like being a footballer the ins and outs the highs and lows getting to know you know how hard it is being um amongst the certain leagues and everything and just giving them a you know a stage where they can show and spread some light yeah, yeah, and literally all of this is, is, is of course, part of the Croydon Borough, um, you know. 100%. Um, like, we, we like, met at a, at, a, at a Croydon final. It was it was of your team, Croydon United versus, I can't remember who, who, who like, they were playing. Like, you know, like, um, Fort and Heath, Fort and Heath Rangers. Yeah. Fort and Heath Rangers. And, and again, um, Croydon has literally got a hotbed of talent. Uh, and, of course, now with Stormzy and... And uh, Saha now investing into the Croydon is only going to get bigger, right? 100%. 100%. I feel like there is so much talent in Croydon and it just comes out from every generation. I feel like just spreading some light and just, you know, showcasing them. I feel like we can take this to heights. And when is the show going to be airing? So the show will be aired on the 14th of August and it will be a fortnightly show on Mondays. So I am ever so excited to get that series started. Great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. Tanya, I just, again, just kind of want to thank you for 
um, for your time, for your uh, passion and <laughs> and your kind of um, your like, energy as well. Like, you know, um, I think um, I think what people are going to find is especially when you talk to certain teams certain players certain, certain coaches, um, people will get to know you more and and um, like players and the coaches and like even like the surrounding areas, you know, they will just warm to you. And and again, it's amazing for you to be part of the amateur football team. So no, hundred yeah. percent. Thank you so much. Like I am genuinely grateful for this opportunity and just you know for showcasing everything that we're going to do. I'm ever so grateful. Like thank you so much. No problem. So guys, thank you so so that much for for watching. So um, again, the show is going to be aired on the 14th of August and then it's going to be every fortnight on Monday. Um, again, if there's kind of any questions or comments, please feel free to put it in the comments on also on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, all of the channels you guys know. Thank you again so much for everyone uh, that's been watching live and also on replay. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next week Sunday.